What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, got a brand new episode for everybody tonight, episode 95. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, Rich. How you doing? Doing great, man. You know, enjoying the summer. You know, got some good shows on. You know, a good, nice little 4th of July weekend. How, how are you guys doing over there? Yeah, about the same. Doing pretty good. Uh, getting ready for a, a weekend in Saratoga this weekend. And then, uh, yeah, a few more weeks down here in Massachusetts before we head down south. Oh, uh, yeah. You guys are going to be uh, Southerners now, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys got to come back with some accents. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's gonna happen. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe Finley, but <laughs> it's gonna be fun to see. Yeah, yeah. Y'all gonna be saying y'all and uh, what else do they say? They be saying something else. Pretty funny. Yeah, it's just it's it's just like up here they think we're hilarious with the some of the words we use. You know, it's funny though. Like when they tell you like, oh, you have an accent. You're, you're not from here. I'll be like, like you you don't to, like yourself. You don't hear, but when they I guess what they hear is like what we hear when they talk. Exactly. So let's get right into it, man. I mean, not too much to cover in the NFL. The Sean Watson situation is still going on. Uh, looks like the NFL met in reference to uh, his punishment, but nothing's been announced yet. It's like uh, we're going to have to wait for them to announce it, man. I know uh, Cleveland's uh, offseason kicks off, like their training camp, training camp kicks off on uh, July 16th. How long do you think we're going to have to wait, man, to, to get this uh, ruling? I honestly thought they were gonna they were gonna do it last week. They love to you know to to do the news drop uh, right before a holiday weekend. So I thought I thought they'd drop it Friday. They didn't. So I, I'd expect to hear it probably by the end of this week. Like you said, with training camps starting up later next week, you know I think they they owed to them to to get the decision down. They've been this has been a long time come. So yeah, wonder what the over under is on the year. Yeah, I I I would guess it's gonna be either indefinite or or a year. I I don't. I don't know. I just don't see it being any less than that based on their, their past uh, suspensions. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to count like, like his time last year's, uh, I want to say, time served. Mm, maybe. That's going to be interesting to see as well. Yeah, they could do that. And, and maybe that's part of the, the argument from Deshaun Watson's camp is like, hey, look, like we didn't, we, 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 we didn't play last year you know, basically amid all of this. So, you know, and, and who knows, maybe it'll be six games and they'll say he spent a year out last year. And, and that's that. Yeah. But I think the NFL also needs him to be, um, well, I mean, they don't really need him. They still got a young group of, uh, young stars that they can lean on as far as like faces to put in front of, um, you know, the brand, but, um, having another good quarterback would, would uh, is always going to help. So, Oh yeah, for sure. And then on to the NBA. NBA is getting spicy in the offseason. Just what we <laughs> expected. We thought Kyrie was going to get traded or, you know, not signed. But we got something even better. Boy, Kevin Durant demands a trade. I mean, as of right now, some of the teams are, uh, that are trying to get him. Looks like it's uh, Phoenix, Toronto, and then uh, the Heat were uh, some of the leading teams. But from what I'm hearing, it sounds like, the, it sounds like Phoenix is uh, making a push all in to try to get him. How are you feeling about this news, man? I guess I'm not terribly surprised. And I know we, we we probably thought with Kyrie opting back in that they may he may stay, but it looks like he went the other way. And, <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, you know, you're coming I, back. <laughs> yeah, 
pretty much. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not terribly surprised by it. I mean, I was a little, maybe a little surprised that it was Phoenix, you know, was on the kind of top of his list. But I guess if you think about it, it, it does kind of make sense. They don't really have a guy like him. I mean, on, on that squad, you got Booker, you got Paul, you got Aiton, who may or may not be on the team next year. And you don't really have really, you know, that stretch, stretch forward type player. I guess Cam, what's his name? Cam Johnson. Mm-hmm, yeah. He's kind of that kind of player, but obviously not not anywhere close to Durant. But the, the I don't know if that dynamic works with Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, and uh, and uh, Devin Booker, man. I don't I don't know if uh well I mean you can't say it won't work. It's like a yeah. it's kind of like a mini uh, Golden State when you look at it, or a different version of it. But I mean, I feel, just Kevin Durant, he pretty much fits anywhere. Uh, just because of how he plays, I'm kind of unselfish, can score and very effective. So, but the, I mean, if he goes to the West, man, it's going to be just think about all these matchups. You know, you got them, you got the Clippers, you got Golden State, uh, you got the potential Lakers, then you have um, the Grizzlies, you got Denver, he- uh, healthy Denver coming in. Who knows how Portland's going to look? You know, they were battered up in injury last year. I want to say like four, 14 of the 16 teams in the, no, 14 of the 15 teams in the West can make the damn playoffs. If uh if it, was, if it was just like a best record, but it's gonna be very interesting to see how all uh, things play out. Yeah, yeah, I, I you know I think the West is always a, t- a tough come out of obviously throwing Durant over there. Um, I mean Phoenix is already you know a top three team in, in that in that conference, so throwing Durant in there, you know I I don't, I don't know if it changes that dynamic that much in the West, but it makes Phoenix probably your odds-on favorite. You know them, them in Golden State, right? And then, like you said, it, that that drop to that tier two, it's not a, not as big of a drop as maybe in the Eastern Conference. That's it. We're gonna have to wait and see. But it's also gonna depend on who they give up because I feel like uh, if you're if you're uh, Brooklyn, you're pretty much taking uh you know all those draft picks, Aiton, uh, Bridges, Cam, Payton. I mean, you 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 pretty much gonna uh, clean house, so to say. And then uh, yeah, it's gonna I mean, pretty, pretty much be who 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 else uh, Phoenix can get to fill that roster. So. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't think that, that Phoenix totally blows it up for, for Durant. I'd say they give him, you know, like you said, a couple of good players and then a bunch of draft picks in, you know, four or five years is my guess. I just, the problem with these, the problem with Durant is he's 34 and not saying that that's a, you know, he'll be fine for the next, you know, however many years, three or four years, but he's 30, he's 34. He's, you know, not, he's, he's missed a lot of games over the past few seasons. And he, and he makes, you know, he's going to make $40 million, 40 plus million dollars a year. So, and Andy, he already, you know, he basically, you know, bamboozled the Nets by saying he wants to trade. So right off the bat, his trade value is just down, right? Because now it's out in the open. You know, he wants out of there. You you don't have the leverage other than you have him under contract and he's, you know, a top five player in the league. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then on the, uh, the other side, we got to see what happens with Kyrie. It looks like the Lakers were interested, but kind of seems like they're, uh, not, but I feel like Brooklyn's going to still try to get rid of him. Uh, the only thing it looks like, in my eyes, would make sense would be Kyrie from uh, for Westbrook, pretty much straight up. And then uh, the Lakers probably have to throw in some uh, first round picks. So I know Brooklyn's trying to get uh, some picks. So they they pretty much don't got no pick to, for like another three, four years from now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone wants Westbrook back, but you know, if, if it's the one year deal and then and then you're out of it, then you know whatever. But like you said, I think. I think LA is gonna, uh, Brooklyn's gonna want those picks, and then maybe a younger player on on the, on the roster to to match up salary. Actually, Brooklyn will probably have to send out another player to match up salaries. Yeah, but that doesn't maybe it's a three team deal where yeah yeah where 
where they get rid of Kyrie and KD at once, and then Westbrook comes in, and then somebody from Phoenix goes over to the Lakers, like a role player or something, and mm-hmm. then uh, to make to even things out. So it's gonna be uh, this is gonna be one of the most interesting trades in a while. So no, I was gonna say you still got Ben Simmons sitting there. <laughs> you know it'd be crazy if like they both they both leave and then Ben Simmons is like shooting jump shots when he comes back. I just I don't I don't even know what to think of of uh, what Ben Simmons is gonna do when he's like the only guy left on that team. Him and uh, you know a, a bunch of guys that uh, like T.J. Warren coming off injuries, things like that. It should be quite 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 the uh, event in Brooklyn. Yeah, but I think it might work out because I mean if he's pretty much like the ball handler and they got a bunch of shooters, probably um, be fine. They can possibly still make the playoffs. It's just gonna be interesting, and then we're also gonna see. If Steve Nash can really coach or not, so oh yeah, uh, it's kind of been up in the air since uh you know he's had Kyrie and uh, Durant. It uh, seemed like he wasn't really coaching. He was like trying to be like more more like Phil, just managing personalities, and then you know teams again in these situations and no adjustments are being made. So yeah, no, I I I think I think you're right. I think this will this will be a make or break year for him because this is like uh like when everyone left uh, Miami when Bosch and and uh, Jeff Bosch day. Bosch was hurt though, and then uh, LeBron left, and then it was basically Dwayne Wade and and Spo mm-hmm. turned Spo turned out to be a pretty good coach. So yeah, we'll yep. see what we'll see what he's got here. And then another free agency news. I mean, the Celtics. You guys get a little steal. You guys get a uh, Brogdon for a bag of peanuts and uh, some lint. How are you guys feeling about that? Good, good. I um I, I like the trade. It gives them again more depth at the point guard position. Uh, allows them to kind of move Marcus Smart around a little bit. You know, they have now a couple guys, and, and I just, I don't know why, I didn't realize Brogdon was as tall as he is. I, you know, he's a pretty good rebounder, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, dish the ball. I'd say coming off a couple of only okay years, but when he when he was in my, uh, Milwaukee, I thought, I'm like, man, he used to kill the Celtics. Yeah, he's um, a solid guy. Yeah. yeah, so so maybe not being the, you know, the number one or two option will help him. He'll be able to defer to the to the, the Jays and and. You know, I think it's a it's a good pick, and like you said, the the Celtics really didn't give up much of anything. I mean, Neesmith, who I liked coming out of the draft, just hadn't hadn't done anything. <laughs> yeah, hasn't shown anything. No, and and uh, and Tice is uh, obviously exposed in the playoffs. Good regular season guy, good good kind of uh, minutes filler, but definitely expendable. I'm interested to see uh, who else you guys try to pick up, or uh, any other uh, role players you got to you guys to try to uh, um, pick up on the team. Yeah. I would say between him and and you know getting Danilo Gallinari again short short money on on Gallinari uh you know could be a nice offensive uh, weapon off off the bench um, probably not, probably not gonna play a lot of defense but that's not what he's there for no but I mean he's gonna help you guys stretch the floor um yep because I mean picture picture him instead of uh Grant Williams right. you know shooting at three I mean I I mean you can't leave him open so and then it's gonna nope. give you guys nope, you're right. It's going to give you guys opportunity to uh, possibly move Grant in and in different spots. So I'm looking forward to see seeing how this all pans out. I always loved Gallinari. That was my yeah. guy, him, him and uh, Wilson Chandler when they were on the Knicks. Uh, if we mm-hmm. only would have waited the year for uh, Melo, we could have we got him for free in uh, you know, free agency. But we kind of gave gave up our future trying to get Melo and messed mm-hmm. up some stuff. Don't get me wrong. The team was good. I liked the team. But then we just got hit with injuries. And then we had to go against the Celtics at that time. So. Yep. Uh, struggling then, and then um, I mean the Knicks, you know, they went out there, they get uh Jalen Brunson, but not without a price. You know, the Mavericks are pissed off, accused the Knicks of tampering. Nothing we can do about that, man. We're just gonna have to pay that fine. 
I mean, you can't hire somebody's coach, somebody's dad on the coaching staff, and not say it's tampering. Yeah, it's it's just like you know, it's, there's tampering going on all over the place. It's just you know, how mad do you make the other team for them to say something, right? It sounds like that the Mavericks didn't even get a they wanted a you know a shot to throw an offer out there, and it it sounds like that they were upset they didn't even you know that sounded like the Knicks already had a done deal with them with Johnson. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't even uh like take calls so to say from no. the, uh, from uh, the Mavericks so. I mean, you know, they've kind of, that kind of pushed them over the edge, especially knowing what they were trying to build. They felt like they were like a piece away from a championship team. So uh, they felt like if they could keep him and bring somebody else in. Yep. Little, little did they know. And then uh, there was, they know. <laughs> and then uh, there was also some other. I mean, the Knicks. I feel like the Knicks still got to do a lot. We got to figure out how to move, uh, get off the Randall contract and uh, the foreign a con- uh, contract. But I don't, I don't feel like. Uh, I don't know if we can send both of them with some picks for Donovan Mitchell because it looks like Utah is blowing it up. And then that that haul that uh that Utah got for uh, Gobert that was that was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, this is what Danny does. He he just he he finds a team that's willing to basically give him whatever the hell he wants. And and maybe like a maybe a more desperate team in, in Minnesota that's finally got some momentum. They want to you know add a you know a piece or two and and maybe get to the who knows get to the western conference finals um you know you're looking at go bear and, and I, I don't know I, maybe danny doesn't doesn't value that you know defensive center like that but obviously um you know was able to pull what four first rounders and a pick swap or something like that yeah pretty much like five like five picks when you yeah. think about it so for a defensive player of the year which is unheard yep. of and then you know they were showing some of his plus minuses he was he was ranking like 200th or uh, like between 100 and 200 and his plus minus uh, in the league. So which wasn't that great because he can't really create a shot. They don't really have a point guard to, uh, you know, get him shot kind of like Mitchell did. So it's going to be interesting to see how he pans out over there. Yeah. And I, I don't think they're blowing it up to be. I mean, they are, but I don't think, you know, I think they're going to try to surround Mitchell with with more talent now. There, I just don't. I don't see Dave letting Mitchell go. I don't know, man. You kind of, you kind of look around. And you say, who, who, who wants to come to Utah? He's still 25. Um, he's still young enough where I think that they give it a, a couple more years. And it's not. It's the NBA. It, it, you know, I know it's who doesn't want to come to Utah, but basically, it's like you got Miami and LA, right? Those are the two places people want to go. Other than that, you know, it's where can where can these these other people fit? So I, I you know, I think that you you can probably. Get some decent talent in, in in these other places now. I mean, look at who who would have thought that you know you know a couple of years ago Giannis would sit in Milwaukee. I think everyone was was lining up thinking, no, he'll probably leave. What the hell does he want to do in Milwaukee? So I, I don't yeah. know. I don't I don't think I don't think Mitchell's out yet, and, and obviously he gets more money staying in Utah, which is the the pull. But I, I think they give it another year or two and see what happens. We're gonna have to wait and see. If they start off slow, we're gonna see if uh Mitch we're gonna see if Mitchell goes. <laughs> And then uh, there's some other free agents out there. I was interested to see where they go. I mean, uh, Mo, Mo Bamba's a young center out there, 24, average about 10 and 8. And there's a bunch of other role players. So I'm interested to see uh, the second wave of uh, free agents, where they go. Yeah, I'm surprised that Mo Bamba hasn't signed somewhere yet. Uh, I thought that that was a, that he'd go fairly quickly. You know, those those guys are, are not easy to come by. Those, ten, you know, potential double-double guys. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe maybe he's waiting for something to happen or maybe he has a place or a team in mind and he's waiting mm-hmm. for them uh, to clear up some stuff and looking to take less money to, for a chance to possibly win. And uh, I mean, he's young. I mean, you, you can go get your championship yeah. now and then you go get the money after. Kind of like uh, I want to say like 
you know, some of the players in on Golden State. But uh, I mean, you can go uh, sign a uh, sign a lesser deal with Golden State, then uh, you win, and then all of a sudden now you're getting a, a you know a four for forty or you know a, a mm-hmm. four for four for seventy or something crazy. Because uh, yeah. because teams uh, want you to seem uh, teams saw what you did on a championship winning team, and then they also want to. Uh, make sure it's enough money to keep you away from the champion championship team. Kind of like what we saw with the Lakers when after they won, you saw all these guys getting these big deals and you don't understand why, even though they were kind of like past their prime. But imagine if they're young, how much more money they're going to get. Mm-hmm. You got the NBA Summer League. No, you don't want to talk about it. Looking forward to seeing <laughs> some of these uh, some of these players get out there, seeing some of the hidden gems on some of these teams. We got Murray playing tonight. Uh, I think we got Golden State playing tomorrow night or tonight. Um, They're playing my, Miami right now. Oh, okay. And then uh, the, I know there's another game at 10. I forget it was at the 10 o'clock game. They're pretty much kicking off um, this week and the next few weeks. So definitely want to keep an eye out for some of those games. Uh, I just want to see some of the, the, the top picks play. Uh, I want to see Holmgren play a little bit. And then uh, some of the other guys, like Ivy and, I mean, Nixon didn't really get nobody, but you never know. Maybe we uh, get some, got found a gem somewhere that we didn't know about. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see. And then some of these other names that were like in the G League or you see in college, but just didn't get drafted. So, yes, yeah, I'll see him in uh, October, Rich. <laughs> I mean, you might not, man, because they sometimes. Hey, Mike, you're right. You might, I might not. Might I'll, be see the, I'll see if they're on the roster in, in, in October. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to wait and see, man. Yeah, I think, you know how you know you know how I feel about summer league. So yeah, I mean, I mean, it's good to watch. I think it gives you more basketball. Yeah, and sometimes sometimes you'll get a good story out of it here and there. But can't I, I, I definitely feel where you're coming from. Can uh, you can't take all these stats too serious. But sometimes yeah. sometimes you get somebody that's killing in G League and they killing uh in the NBA. So yep, sure. But definitely good to see. Then then it just makes you recall the that your team missed out on that player. <laughs> you just want to pull your hair out. Yeah, I mean, to me, it happens more like in the NFL when these guys cut cut players in training camp and they come back to bite you, a la Danny Woodhead uh, did to the Jets. And, and you know, what um, Braxton Berrios is, you know, d- doing now with the Jets. But in the NBA, it's you, you sometimes get them. You can get, like, a decent role player out of there. But definitely harder to break in, for sure. But I think, I think it's harder to tell with the NFL because there, there's no really, like, uh, summer league. I mean, a lot of these players, they get a – they're getting like preseason games and they're, they're only playing like one or two series and they're kind of really yeah. judging them most of, most of the time off of like practice. You know, that's why they pay them the big bucks to, you know, figure it out. So exactly. Then uh, on to MLB, we got, I mean, we got the all-star game coming up on the 19th, right around the corner. I mean, they are announcing some of the uh, potential players that should be all-stars. Your boy judge is killing it. I think he's on pace for like 60 home runs now. Well, I mean, that's close he's as hell. At- He's at 29. Well, Bonds is at like what 73, something yeah. like that. But yeah, yeah, he's he's uh he's still you know in a in a good spot there. Like you said, leading the All Star voting, probably you know favorite to win the MVP right now, the best player on the best team in baseball. Still, you know, I think that the whole team, the Yankees, are still kind of staying hot there in the East. I wonder what what was uh, Bonds at on uh during the All Star break. Do you remember what he was at? Oh, jeez, I think he was close to 40, if not at 40. I don't know, man. Yeah, because the All Star game, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm still worried about the kick in, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to get on the right cycle. Uh, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I feel like you get it done and you get a little hot streak going. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm 
just saying it's it's uh yeah he had 39 uh, before the break. That's the most the most of all time. I mean, there's some people right behind him too. Uh, Alonzo's at um, Alvarez is at 43, and then uh, Vlad Jr.'s at Vladdy's at 19. And then uh, I mean, outside of that, I mean, the Yankees are still hot. <laughs> Nothing to say there, man. They're still hot, man. But then, That's crazy. Uh, I like I'm I keep I keep waiting for him to to slow down a little bit, but it just you know hasn't really happened. Um, not even you know they lose a game here and there, but it's it's still you know. It's crazy. I haven't seen anything like this in a very long time. Yeah, it was even crazy. Them damn Astros are right behind them, freaking high too. I know. Uh, and then the, the the Astros beat between the Yankees and the Mets. They they beat them like uh, it was like three two by both uh, both parties. So um, that that's one of the teams that worried me as well. I don't know why, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've they've given them fits in the playoffs too. They're just a good. It's a good team. They're you know even though they lost Correa. Uh, they and 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 Springer, you know, they I still feel like they're they just they just backfill these guys. You got Jordan Alvarez, who's been awesome. Uh, who else? That that kid, the Pena kid, the shortstop, who's who's having a great year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously Altuve is still there. The pitching's been good. It's just like they just keep filling these guys in. It's crazy. That's what I said. They're like the Spurs, man. Just don't know. know. It's like the next guy. Whoever they has, whoever they have, is that the next guy up? Is even feel like he's better than the last guy. I know. I know this this Pena kid. I'm just like blown away by. Uh, they they lose Correa. They put this Pena kid. He's batting 278. You know, 10, 11 homers, 30 RBIs. 24 year old rookie. Like just filling them in. You know, they lose Correa, who's a, you know a perennial all star, and they just fill backfill him with the guys putting up the same numbers. Yeah, that's what I maybe maybe they're, they they. I'm gonna say their farm system must be uh immaculate man i mean yeah you know you know yep. guys are seeing what the uh these all-star guys are doing and they're just ready to fill in the role once uh you know their number mm-hmm. is called so um yep. i think i think that's one of the great things they do for sure and then uh on the other side in the nl i mean the mets moved to second place dodgers are back in first you know by a game and then the braves man they back then they in third man what's going on another yeah, team that's they've, hot. they've, they've They've been playing good since uh, you know they got off to kind of a, a slow start there, um, but they're they're back around where people thought they'd be. I think the Mets are still outperforming a little bit, but um, the Mets Mets are getting healthy. Uh, Dodgers are um, you know doing what we expected out of them. Yeah, it doesn't look like it doesn't look like uh, the Padres are going to go away either. They're they're kind of hanging around in that second spot, but yeah, it should. Uh, you know, should be a good race out there in the uh, in the West, and then you know, interesting to see how the Braves can uh, they can get get up and, and pass the Mets and, and get into the first place spot there in the East because you know the what is it only the two teams get the bye right um, now, yeah. and the other the other the other four got to duke it out in those one game playoffs or anything. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be in those spots because uh, all it takes is one game or you know one pitcher to have a bad game. All of a sudden, your yep. team gave up gives gives up eight runs and. Uh, just can't recover. Exactly. And, uh, not too much in the NHL. I mean, the Sharks announced uh, they're hiring their first black GM, uh, Mike Greer. He actually played for the Sharks, uh, which is going to be interesting, uh, just to see how long, how much of a leash he gets, and, uh, and if he can turn around that team. One of the teams, one of the best logos, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, what he could do over there, especially from being a player, a former player too. So. Yeah, he definitely seems like he's garnered a lot of respect in the different NHL circles uh, from his playing years and, and working his way up into the system. 
But yeah, you know, it's the first first black GM in the NFL and NHL. Um, you know, I hope I hope he does well. Yeah, same here. Because I mean, if he does well, then it gives other opp- coaches uh, or GMs opportunities, coaches opportunities. So exactly. I'm looking looking forward to seeing how this plays out. Yeah, his brother's uh, the uh, his brother's the GM of the Dolphins, right? Uh, Chris Greer. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You know, maybe this uh, maybe this becomes a trend. I, but I think we're moving in that direction anyway for all sports. We're going to see more former players uh, become, you know, coaches and uh, GMs or assistants, you know, filling that back office role for some of these teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look at uh, Joe Sackick, uh, you know, ex, ex-player for the, the Avalanche, put that, you know, fixed that whole roster over there in Colorado and got them a Stanley Cup, so... Yep. I think it, it, it doesn't work all the time, but, you know, I feel like he's the guys that do it well, you know, that can do it, do it pretty well. You know, it's funny. It's always the guys that are like either not like superstars, but like right below it that yeah. do well. And they have, you know, they they experience some kind of winning or which is which is kind of funny. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I mean, Sackick was it was a was a high end guy, but I, I know what you mean. I feel like it's like the guys that you knew them. They were they were decent. But sometimes they make a better uh, GM slash coach than they do than they, than they were a player. A player, yeah. I mean, look at Steve Kerr. I mean, your boy. Yeah, um, exactly. Pretty much, pretty much just a three-point specialist, three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. One in Chicago, then left Chicago. One in one with the Spurs, then with the coaching. He did good in Phoenix too, but they, you know, they just couldn't get get over the hump. And then, uh, yep. you know, he goes to Golden State, and then, uh, you know, the rest is history. Yep. I think he's in at uh, nine now, so it's gonna yeah, be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see if uh, if he can get more than Phil. What was Phil at ten? Ten, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's got what? He had five with the Bulls, and now he's got four with Golden State. Yep. No, no, he's got uh, no, he's got one with the Spurs. Then I think he's got three with the Bulls. Oh, he wasn't and, part of that first run, right? He was the second yeah, run. Yeah. Well, yeah, he came towards the the uh, yeah, I want to say like the end of it, but uh, like. He missed. Yeah, he wasn't that. He wasn't there that that first year when they okay. won, and then and then after they won on that last one, that's when he went to the Spurs and they won again in uh, like 2000 or whatever it was. So. Oh yeah, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand three. Oh yeah, okay. Nine. No, he is nine time. Yeah, three, five, five as a player, three with the Bulls, two with the Spurs, and then four with the Warriors. Yep. So. Dang. It's a good. It's a good uh, resume to have right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> And then uh, on to the PGA. I mean, not too much here, but your boy uh, Bryson, he gets paid, gets his uh, 125 from Live. I'm not gonna lie, man. Might have to, might have to go pay for, pay, pay, play for Live or something if I'm a golfer. <laughs> the the, the, new, the all, all, all the memes are great. Like uh, like Kevin, Kevin Durant when he said he wanted to get traded, they were all like Kevin Durant joining Live Golf. It's like. <laughs> They they've spent now I don't know somewhere probably in the six hundred million dollar range to get these guys and 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 you know I think the not, none of them have been overly surprising to me I think I think uh, you know Kepka I'm not you know I don't I don't think I don't know if he's just like that he he doesn't seem like golf interests him that much so if he can get a payday and and he's been hurt quite a bit in the last couple of years you know for for doing less work and you know he, he doesn't like to practice anyways so. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ, I think he's just more indifferent. He's just like, "Whoa, they gave me two hundred million dollars. Cool, sounds good to me." I mean, Bryson, Bryson has always said, you know, he's he's in it to make a, a bunch of money. 
You know, that's why he put on 40 pounds. He wanted to, you know, destroy courses so he could win tournaments, make a bunch of money. And he even said, he's like, my body's not going to hold up. So I got to make the money while I can. Right. So none of that surprised me. You know, the, the, the watch out for the PGA tour is really still on, on keeping the younger guys on, on tour. And, and, uh, you know, I think that if if they can get the majors to comply and keep these guys out of tournaments, that'll change things. That's that's really the only card they have left there. There yeah. are they've already you know up the um they've up the, the the purses for some of these tournaments. They're adding more in. They're, you know, they're doing things they probably should have done a while ago. But again, they they weren't being pushed to do these things, and and now that they are, um, you you kind of see it uh you know just happening at a more rapid speed. You know, Billy Horschel came out today and was like, he and, and he's, you know, he's 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 a good golfer. I think he's um pretty outspoken about different subjects, but he's like basically like he's like I don't care if these guys want to go, like that's fine. Mm-hmm. But he's yep. like, don't bash the PGA. They they didn't do you wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like you signed up for this. You know, you don't have to go. You know, to every tournament, They're, they require you to play 15 tournaments a year. That's it. If you can play 15 tournaments a year and keep your tour card, fine. You, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so these guys, that, uh, you know, they're just using these as excuses like, oh, I want more time. Well, if they play 14 uh, events on the live tour and then they play all four majors, that's eight, 18 events you're looking at already minimum. So, you know, they're just, you know, I wish they would more of them would come out and just be like it was for the money. You know, it was, it's a retirement plan. Um, I think, I forget who it was today. Yeah, if you uh, think about it, like, if you, if you uh, suck it up for a year, and, uh, you know, let's say, you know, you suck it up for a year, you you play 14 and for each, you know, for Live and the PGA Tour, and you're already getting, let's say, 125 from Live and whatever you make from uh, the PGA, that's a great year. That year, that year to set you up for life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that that upfront money is probably like a you know probably multi-year deal, three or four years or however long that it lasts. But even so, you know, if that's it, you know, you're making that. I think Brendan Grace, who won this past weekend in Portland, he made the you know the four million dollars plus whatever his team made for winning. I think his career or not career earnings, his earnings last year on the PGA Tour was like two point nine million. Mm-hmm. So he's already you know with one event, he's already you know on that ladder, but. It is what it is. You know, I'm kind of I am kind of interested to see how this all kind of plays out and what happens, you know, now that, you know, after next, you know, this week at the Scottish Open, next week's the British Open and then it's the FedEx Cup playoffs. And then it's really, you know, end of the season and, and just see what what the PGA and, and the, the European Tour do in the offseason here uh, in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, banning these guys and, and what they're going to do. Yeah. Or see if they uh, start up in the ante to. Uh, yeah. So to, to make sure their younger their younger players don't uh try to uh dwell out until live, so Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. Fourth of July edition of Shady's Bites and Brew. What you got for us? All right. I usually do. Uh, I like to do just like some meats on on uh, on Fourth of July. Um, I usually let kind of other other people handle the uh, the sides and, and the greens and all that. Um, so this year I did ten pounds of wings, two ways, and then some pork belly uh, in the oven. So typically Ooh. I like to I like to I like to smoke all of it. Um, 
usually start the pork belly a little earlier than throw the wings on. Um, but I don't have my smoker, so we improvise this year. Um, so I did, I did the wings in the oven. So I just do a, a little, um, you know, pat them down, dry them off to uh, salt, pepper, a little bit of vegetable oil, get them nice and coated, and then do, I do like a barbecue type rub. So it's like uh, onion powder, garlic powder, paprika, a little touch of cinnamon, and a little uh, chili powder, and cayenne, a little, little touch of cayenne there. So I mix that all together. So that's like the dry rub. Um, throw those in the oven for about an hour, flipping them halfway through. And then uh, I did it two two different sauces. So I did a buffalo garlic and a honey barbecue. Um, so coated those all up, threw them on the on the grill when they came out. Um, oh, nice. Just like kind of flash, flash grill them, uh, get them a little crispy. And uh, and yeah, just, you know, left them in the sauce and, and served them like that. It came out pretty good. On the, um, so on the pork belly... Again, I like it smoked. It just gives it time to, you know, slow cook it. Uh, I I was a little bit under the gun. I started a little late because I had the wings going. What I did with this is basically use that same barbecue rub and, you know, kind of really coated the, the pork belly, threw it in the oven at 350 for about 30 minutes, covered, and then I took off the cover, uh, threw, on, threw it on like 425, so ran that for about 15 minutes, pulled it out, covered it in barbecue sauce and butter and then oh, nice. put it back, put it back in for another 10 minutes and then broiled it. Um, so, you know, it got all crispy and then let that sit. Uh, not, it, it wasn't as tender as I'd like it, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the time I had, uh, and, and you know, what I had at my parents' house, we, we did the best we could. I, that's why I said, I usually like to get like the, 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 the either the, the full pork belly or the thick strips. Mm-hmm. and then and then smoke them you really don't need a ton with them you know i, I just do honestly it's just like uh I, I salt them i use some coarse salt salt them for like a couple hours let them sweat it sweat out a little bit and then i just cover it in a in a like a an applewood rub or something like that and smoke them and then and then just dice them up they usually you don't really need anything other than that yeah i love it. that's one of my uh like favorite things is uh the pork pork belly especially when yeah. like just like you like you know you like squish it and just like melts, uh, yeah. so to say. Um, especially when it's like barbecue flavor or stuff like that. So yeah, no, it, it it is it's one of my one of my favorite ones uh, to do. It's it's it used to be so easy to find. Now it's like it's hard. It's hard to find pork belly these days. Yeah, I feel like a lot a lot more people are on it now uh, than before. Yeah. So yeah. and then uh, what would you guys uh, drink that down with for the fourth fourth of July? All right, so being the July, um, you know. It was warm out, so sitting outside, um, went with a, uh, a, a, a spiked lemonade. Um, so the, uh, the Fabrizia uh, Italian-style lemonade, so it's a vodka, limoncello, and, and um, lemon juice. It's, it's slightly carbonated, but it's not too bad. Okay. Um, and, you know, they're, they're kind of known for their limoncello, um, but, you know, it was refreshing. You know, put it on ice, sit in the pool, having a lemonade. Uh, it comes in at 7%, so it's not like, you know, some of these are, you know, 4 or 5. This one's got a little more kick to it, uh, but not, you know, up to that 9, 10 that some of the other lemonades go to. So, mm. uh, still you can good, have, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, but you can have, you know, 2 or 3 and, and be doing all right. Uh, but, no, I thought it was really good. The flavor was good. Uh, it wasn't overly sugary. Um, that's, you know, what you got to watch out for with these things sometimes. And it wasn't overly carbonated, so I thought, you know, it was it was it was really good. I'd I'd probably throw it down at like a seven seven. That's not bad. No, it was good. Cool. It was tasty. 
that's yeah that's close to one eight so yep. definitely something i want to check out um i like the lemonade drinks i feel like uh yeah especially like especially when i make mixed drinks uh some of the best ones is with like you know pineapple lemonade and or like mm-hmm. some kind of orange juice so right. i feel like that's right there it is yeah i like I like the I like the vodka lemonade, but if you can get it already pre-made in a can, don't have to worry about mixing it all up. Then more power to you. Well, I don't know. Sometimes sometimes I feel like my my mix is uh sometimes you might want it stronger. Some days some days you might want it like you yeah. know normal. So I don't I don't mind if I'm at home, but I'm like if I'm going out somewhere, I don't want to be bringing like my vodka and my lemonade. Or I guess you could pre-mix it, but I don't know. Oh okay. I'd, just ha- I'd rather just have a couple cans, you know. Yeah, I'm definitely add that to the list. That one in the, the I'm still looking. I was trying to find the uh, the other one from last week. The um the, the um yeah the Jameson. I couldn't find it anywhere. I was like, what the hell is this thing? Oh yeah, you gotta find it. It's delicious. I'm definitely I'll add that to the list. As soon as I pick it up, I'll send you that pick. <laughs> All right. Got some barbecues to go to in the next few upcoming weeks. So there you go. Trying trying to get it for those. And then uh that's JD's bites and brew everybody. And then this week for the BRRs, still going through some other shows. We had The Boys, uh, episode seven. Great show. Can't say anything bad. Huge plot twist on the, on the last episode. Something I didn't really see coming because uh, it didn't really give like any hints or Easter eggs. Or maybe I just missed them. But it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But definitely looking forward to that. Excuse me. And then there's uh, Westworld. I'm still trying to give it a try. But uh, pretty much it seems like they're just repeating itself. <laughs> same same villains same story kind of but i, I maybe I'm, I'm really thinking that's just the premise of the show they're pretty much going to repeat like what show was that where they had kind of like you remember like american horror story where they have like different but same characters but i feel like that's what they're doing in westworld same story same characters but different but slight twist on like on on each season of what they're trying to accomplish or the main well, plot for what was the movie with uh, Bill Pullman? Was it Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton? Uh, the Sinner. I felt like it was like that. Uh, yeah, but the 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 Sinner was more. But the, that's the thing. The Sinner did different characters and different um, seasons. Some, True. Oh, some some of them, but that's what I'm saying. But the they did yeah. the same characters, but well, not the same actors, different like roles, so to say. This I just feel like everything's the same, but the yeah. the the the. The premise of the season, like there's a little instead of instead of trying to, um, you know, get out of Westworld, they're already out of Westworld, but they're living in another Westworld because the way that, uh, you know, people are in the Matrix, so to say, with what's going on. So, but I mean, I'm still trying to give it a try, you know, trying to see, hoping it surprises me, but we'll see what happens. And then, uh, I mean, the old man is good. Definitely want to check that out on a, on the lines of, you know, like a born born type of uh, series. Um, but with the older gentleman who's kind of out of retirement, forced out of retirement, definitely something you want to check out when you get a chance. But it's only like four episodes out now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes sometimes you like to wait till the season's like almost done or done so you can binge it. Because a lot of other stuff you can check out as well. Binge the uh, the terminal list, finish that. That's with uh, the Chris Pratt. He's pretty much, uh, I'm going to say this is like a man on fire meets uh, like a SEAL Team 6 type type of movie. Um you know he's a uh, he's come he c- comes home from the army or well, army you know special forces and uh, you know some stuff happens you know he kind of gets dragged back into his his past but he also has like uh, what is it called when when you come back from the uh, like army or navy and you have a uh, not oh, CT P- P- 
Yeah, he has a PTSD, which is which kind of makes it confusing. But, you know, you kind of see what people go through that have that. Um, But he he has it more on of an escalated level um, Mm -hmm. because of some stuff happens with his brain. But I mean, instead of, you know, trying to get vengeance and, you know, making making people get locked up, he's uh, he's out for blood. So kind of like man on fire. I mean, everybody going to get burned, Mm -hmm. you know, that didn't that did him wrong. So overall, it was a good show. I'm not sure how they're going to go into another season, you know, the way it ended based off how, you know, how much he burned, so to say. It's pretty much nothing left for him to that. There's pretty much nothing left that should be should have came out of the ashes except for one one or two things. But uh, that's going to be interesting to see uh, if they try to bring that show back, especially what ha- especially his health status. I'm, try- I'm trying not to give too much away. See how they would do another season. Yeah, but definitely something you can check out when you get a chance. Eight episodes, quick watch, some action in there. You know, shoot them up, bang bang, stuff like that. But overall, it was it wasn't bad, man. Awesome. Let's, let's check it out. Then we had your show, man. Stranger Things, man. <laughs> they bamboozled me, man. I've been hoodwinked, led astray. <laughs> I thought this was the last season. Then I saw the <laughs> ending. I was like, wait a minute, how did they end it on this? Yeah, I just I um. So I had thought it was the last season too until the end of episode eight, I believe. I I think I forget. I read somewhere that you know they were they were doing one more season. Um, so I did know going into the last episode that that they were having another season. But the whole time, basically the whole season, I, I was I was like you. I thought this was it. So like you said, like how are they gonna kind of like tie everything up? And then you know we get through that that last episode. You think that's it for Vecna? Everyone's, you know, you had a couple people that they, they got a little beat up. You know, Eddie dies. Max is in the hospital in a coma, and and uh, and then all of a sudden, boom! The earthquake hits and opens up the uh, the upside down again. And it's just like, oh, oh boy, Here, where, where, what's going on now? Now what do we do? Yeah, man. Um, and then you know they kind of mentioned the time jump that is going to be like the next season is going to be like a few years down the line, like three years down the line. So we're going to see more of our uh, Hawkins pretty much looking like the upside down. My thing was, is that these kids are about to be 30, man. What's going on? They're not in yeah. middle school no more. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be hard to see how they can maintain the, the childlike, uh, you know, images of these players, of these, uh, of these actors throughout the next season. But I mean, overall it was a good season, man. I liked it. So, you know, you guys see a lot of action in this one. Yeah, it was good. I, I thought I felt like they dragged the last episode out a little bit. Um, probably mm-hmm. could've probably could have shortened it up a little bit. There's a couple parts, especially at the end, when they were like doing like the food drive or whatever that probably didn't need. But yeah, I thought overall the season was great. I mean, I thought that, you know, episode eight was fantastic. Um, leading up to the final battle, you know, I think that I, I just think that like the, the big characters shine, like Nancy, Steve, mm. Eddie, really, you know, I thought he was yeah. awesome. Yeah, he did uh, his thing, man. Yeah, the, the, you... the, the concert, the metal concert was. Yeah, no, awesome. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, get it, Eddie. Yeah, it was that was awesome. Um, maybe, then, maybe. You know, the the bond that him and Dusty had, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, he was kind of the, the nerd bond, older and younger. Uh, and I don't know. I just thought, I thought the I, I again I just thought the characters did really good. Still, you know, I'm with Tom. I'm not a huge fan of Will. Yeah. Know, what is something about him? I just I don't know. Yeah, I thought I thought it was it was great. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see now how how they they close this thing out. You know, like Tom said, they they had they've had the the finale written out they know how it's going to end they just you know now got to figure out how to get from where they're at now to the end oh yeah kind of i'm glad i'm glad glad they're done with that damn uh the russian storyline oh my god yeah that 
that. I, the, the fact that they went back to the freaking the the jail was like, oh my god, we got to go through more of this. But uh, yeah, th- I'm glad that's over. I'm I'm kind of glad that you know Papa is dead uh, now. I I, I kind of had enough of that guy too. Yeah, I'm just kind of I I'm I don't know where they're how they're gonna end, end everything, right? I mean, obviously something's still going on because Will gets back to Hawkins. He feels you know the. The Slither, yeah. Yeah. So just how how they tie everything up. Who who's who's running who's running the upside down? Because I thought it seemed like Vecna, but maybe not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Supposedly, you know, they were saying that uh, Vecna was uh, the one that um, or one. He he was the one that figured out how to control the uh, the uh, what is it called, like the dust or whatever that thing is. The yeah, uh, the black dust. Dust, yeah. And then the black dust is pretty much what. Um, con- what controls the creatures? But I don't know, man. Because at the end, he Vecna disappeared. So was it really him controlling it, or was it? Did he create a bond between him and the uh, like the dust, and yep. like him and the creatures? Like, is he kind of like Brainiac, where he lives like throughout everything since he's like part of the dust now, or something like that? Because you remember the way he was like charging, like I don't want to say charging up, but like using his powers. You know, that little, all those tentacle things were like going inside him. Kind of how, like, you know, L goes in the water and, mm-hmm. you know, goes between dimensions. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe that's, uh, something else is going on, definitely going on there that we're, that we're probably going to see, uh, in the next season. So upset we got to wait another year and, or a year or two for the next season, man. Yeah, I know. It's in uh, 2024. It'll be out. Damn, it's like just two years, man. I know. <laughs> I, I know. They should be filming that right now. That's what they should be doing. We're going to have to wait and see, man. Hopefully Netflix has some other stuff in store. It's one of their staples. Um, right right now, uh, I think the, their all-time uh, most viewed show is still, uh, uh, what you call it, the uh, the the game the game show. Uh, I can't remember the name now. Um, the Korean game show uh, when people were killing, getting killed. Uh, oh, uh, Squid Games. Yeah, Squid Games. But um, as they said Nef- they said uh, Stranger Things is on pace to pass it. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see once when that comes out or the next season, and then when the next season of Squid Games come out because they're they're doing another season of that too. So yeah. And then uh, outside of that, really wasn't much else. Checked out the new Jurassic Park. A little confusing, so to say. Uh, felt like it was just a movie about dinosaurs and can really tell what they were uh fighting for i mean they brought back a bunch of the old cast i feel like most of the action stuff was what what we see from the commercials i don't know it was kind of like a direction directionless movie like if you watch i feel like if you watch this it doesn't relate much to the old jurassic parks it kind of seems like there's no real story behind the jurassic parks like it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere mm-hmm. it's just it's just like hey the dinosaurs are here we got to deal with it and then there's people just pretty much experimenting with dinosaurs, trying to create new species with the dinosaurs and sell them on the black market. But it's nothing like, hey, we got to the dinosaurs are going to kill all the humans or something mm-hmm. like it, there's no like big, big major plot twist behind it. So, right. Definitely something you could check out if you want to you know, continue watching the series, but uh, not something, you know, you'll be upset about that you missed. Kind of one of those movies probably going to be on T- TNT in a year or two mm-hmm. that you, uh, you'll check out once or twice or you'll, you know, pop on and see once it's uh, running. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll probably wait for that. Probably for the TNT special. Oh, no, I was going to say AMC's bringing back the $5 movies on Tuesdays until October, so... That'd be a good way to go see a movie for five bucks. But you, but you have to go see like the regular movie. You can't go to like an IMAX, IMAX mm-hmm. or uh, like a 3D or anything like that. So Right, right. Uh, I did finish uh, Lincoln Lawyer, by the way. Oh, how'd you like it? It was pretty good. It's pretty good. Some big twists there in the last couple episodes. Finding out, you know, 
that Trevor was a killer and then and then he gets shot and then uh you know him finding out at the end there that the uh the uh the judge was after him but it does look like they're they, they already signed on to a second season which is cool I, i'm guessing it'll be a lot on that it'll be a lot more on the um the soto guy for the trafficking the the, the women uh the one that his his ex-wife was on mm-hmm. but no i liked it it was good it was uh i think you're right like it, it sometimes it feels like a comedy like it has a mm-hmm. comedy feel to it but it's yeah. not really a, it's not really a comedy yeah it, that's what i feel like sometimes uh those parts where people were like trying to tell jokes but the jokes were like yeah really bad. forced and then you know it's like how you know how some some of the actors were like bad acting yes but but, but most most of them died though um yeah. or you know their story wasn't really that relevant i feel like this is one of the shows that's going to need a, a little boost in the budget yeah. and then um it'll be i mean it's a good good show now but that's how they go from good to great so yep yep agreed and then throwing and you know they got throwing some more cases so all right ladies and gentlemen until next time till next time rich I want to thank y'all for rocking out here on the Sports Sidebar Podcast. Give y'all something to ride out on.